And welcome back, folks, to the podcast about movie trailers. Yes, folks, it is that time. The trailer blazers were back from a week off. My name is Ben. I'm one of your ding dang hosts. Uh, and I'm joined by Mr. And that's Mr. to you, Nick Kelly. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I We were just talking before we started recording. I'm not doing that great. Um, I made a simple mistake at work, but it's a simple mistake that cost me a lot of money. And that wasn't easy to get over. Why did you do it? Uh, because I'm a real dum-dum. Is that, does that answer your question? I'm a real dum-dum. Is it because you're a dumb dude? Oh, it absolutely is. Uh, oh, my my volume level changed too, Nick. I'm sitting here watching it. Yeah, it changed. And it changed. Guys, we have trouble with this. Uh, this, I, I'm sitting here. I'm literally watching it change here. Yeah, it changes. Uh, I think if you peak, it change, it lowers your threshold, uh, even though I don't want it to. And I'm not smart enough at computers to know how to make it stop doing that. I'm not either. I don't. I don't think. I don't know how to do this. Uh, guys, this is riveting content. We're starting the podcast off with riveting settings content. Welcome to the to the to the Windows Settings podcast. Do you guys see why we didn't do an episode last week? Really, guys, we didn't do an episode last week because there was uh, very you know, hey content is king. There was very little content. We only had five trailers on the on the list, and we're both very busy at this current time, so we just skipped it. And we also, we both have uh, jobs and uh, beings that require our care and, you know, we have, that we're responsible for. Yep. And, uh, and, and this, this podcast is just a hobby. It's just a hobby. There's nothing, there's nothing on the line, Nick. Yeah, we don't get that mattress money. We don't get that better help money. Uh, we don't get that keeps money. I, w- I don't want keeps money. <laughs> keeps ads make me sad. I I am uh, lowbrow enough that I would take keeps money. I guess I would too. Who am I? Who am I kidding? <laughs> who, who are we kidding here? We'll take it. We'll take it. What we done watched, folks. Welcome to the Trelore Blazers. Um, you know there are, we actually both have watched quite a bit this past week. Yep, this past two weeks. Actually, that's what I should say. This past two weeks, so we, so I actually watched, uh, oddly enough, like three fourths of the Oscars or one half of the Oscars. I saw the slap live. I know this is we don't want to linger on this too long because you're probably sick of this, but I saw the slap live. Yeah, I got a text. I had gone to bed, but I got a text about it. And it was what was weird too is like shortly after that, um, you know, this the the slap got all the attention, but there was definitely a nip slip from from one of those uh, Williams sisters, and like they were like they like cut away, and I was like, "What's going on?" And they cut back to it, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, that's why they cut away." But they cut back to it too early, and uh, it was like, "This is a mess," because it was just like that slap had just happened. Like, what a mess. Uh, the Oscars are not relevant anymore, guys. Sorry, no, I don't care. Dune should have won Best Picture anyway. Yeah, I, this is. Listen, uh, they need to let plebes run the uh, Oscars, not the Academy or whatever, right? I agree. Although the, it, there was a, a choice for plebes, and the one that won, like the fan choice, was that stupid Zack Snyder zombie movie. So I think I think the world is dead. Oh, at touche. You're exact. You're actually right. Um, 
There's nothing to be done. There's nothing that can be done. You know? Of all the things. Everything's just terrible. I mean, honestly. Uh, Well, that was terrible, but what else did you watch? Uh, I watched Encanto, finally. That's great. Yeah. You know, there's there's no antagonist in the movie. There's no, like, villain. Um, it's about mental health. Sometimes it's great to not have a villain. No, it absolutely is. I mean, heck, we love Annihilation, and there's really no villain in that movie. Um, it's I, I like it's a very different story. Um, I will say this. Um, these characters have these abilities, these powers to like help their community. And there's there's one character that, that shapeshifts. That that helps no one. Uh, How in the you should read Ms. Marvel. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah, but she she use, she has like she uses it in useful ways. This guy just like shapeshifts into different people. That's like uh, uh, dishonest. Like there's there's how does that help anybody? I haven't seen the movie, so I I don't know. He doesn't help anybody in the movie. It's like he like opens a door as he like greets people as themselves. It's like, hey, you're you come over to my house, Nick, and then I shapeshift into you, and I shake your hand, and I welcome you into the house. That like, would just make like, me really self conscious about like how I look. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it would be like a yeah. I I didn't understand that. I was like, of all the powers that you could have, like I did, like the girl that's super strong, like obviously has a billion and one uses. And the girl that makes everything pretty, sure, as she makes as things things aesthetically pleasing with flowers. But the the shapeshifter, uh, that's a lie. <laughs> that, <laughs> you a lie. Fair enough. <laughs> How did, anyway? That was um, I don't I didn't understand that. But it, the uh, overall movie was good. Uh, I, I've been watching Formula One Drive to Survive. How's that? Uh, it's good. Um, it's it's. I need more Gunter Steiner. Uh, he's the best part of that show. I don't know. I think people have mixed feelings about Gunta, but I, I think he's the best content of the show. He sounds like the best content. Yeah, he's got a weird... He's like He lives in like North Italy or whatever, where he kind of has like a weird German-Italian accent. Um, and he's, you know, he's, the, he's the team principal of the Haast F1 team. But uh, it's good. You know, it's just... It's the same thing. Now, there's some controversy there. Like, they are... It's like reality TV. They're they're bumping up the drama that's not even really there. And like Max Verstappen, who's Red Bull, he's like he won that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I don't want to be in the show because you're like all this drama is fake. And I get it. Like I I respect him and that decision. I and I probably would have done the same thing. He's a big enough star as it is. He doesn't need to be on the dumb sh- on the on the dumb show. Yeah. Uh, um. And if they're just and if they're do, if they're being real like reality TV producer about it, which they are, it sounds like they are. I was just like, eh. Uh, I'm out. So I get it. Uh, oh, we both? Uh, oh, we'll, we'll talk about Moon Knight in a second because we both watched it. Yep. Um, I watched The Last Duel. This is the uh, Ridley Scott medieval Boston movie. It, it is. Absolutely is. Um, I had to break it up because it's long. Um, it's not good. Uh, you know, he gets real uh, defensive about this movie, right? Didn't he, didn't he yeah, get defensive he, about Yeah, he was it? mad... That like millennials were not seeing movies anymore because of his movie did bad, but you know I we all went and saw The Martian. You just gotta make good movies, Ridley. That's it, exactly right. This movie's not good. Hey, um, there is a uh, there's no other way to put it. There there's a rape scene in this movie, and and they literally show it twice. I don't want to see it once. I, I exactly. Uh, you know, there are techniques that you can use, you know, to imply that it happened and it's horrific. We all know it's horrific. Okay. I don't need to see it, but he, he literally shows it twice. And I'm just like, is this real life? Like, did, did you really do this in this movie? Like, what is this movie? 
I'll tell you what this movie should have been. You want to know what this movie should have been? Yes. He should have made King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. That's right. Now I remember you saying this. Yes. So if this movie would have been King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, you would have gotten, first of all, people that remember the cartoon, um, your elder millennials, okay, and your very young Gen Xers, maybe. And then you would have brought in, I guess, maybe even some Gen Z. Who knows? It's it's nobody's done anything like that. King Arthur and Knights of Justice would have been like this wild take on this time period. Would have been awesome. But no, you wanted to do this thing that's disturbing and you wanted to show it twice. No. I just think yeah. it's funny that millennials get blamed for this movie doing bad. It's like there's A, there's two generations already after us. B, B, there's like two before us, and C, just make a good movie like The Martian, and we'll see it. Yep, that's all. It's it's it really is as easy as that, isn't it? It is. Uh, all right, let's talk about Moon Knight, yeah. buddy. Let's talk about um, Moon Knight. Yes. Uh, so you know, I historically do not like shows, movies, content about like people with mental health problems, but this and. You might say, well, I'll ban you. This is just because it's Marvel. You're a fanboy. This is different enough that in wild enough that I'm like, I think I, I well, I am into it. I'm not, I don't even think I'm into it. Well, don't you usually dislike it when you can't, it's like not real? Yeah, when you can't tell what's real and what's not. Because I mean, everything is, in, is real in Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah, everything is real. And so it's like split personalities, which is a little bit like. Um, What's the Bruce Willis trilogy? Uh, Unbreakable trilogy. I think it's just called that. Does it have a different name? Unbreakable. Well, the the the, well, the movie with the guy that has multiple. Oh, Split. Yeah. Split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I like that one. Uh, you know, and so and Glass. I think the last one was called Glass. I never saw them. Uh, never saw that movie. So this, uh, but this show, man. Um, I, my my best, the favorite part was when he's when he's talking to himself in the mirror. Yep. And uh, I was like, okay, now we got somebody that knows what they're doing here. Yeah, Mark. Mark is uh, so I. Yeah. Ma- Moon Knight is one of the ones that I feel most qualified to talk about since I've read all of it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Mark is the the primary body. Mark is the original. He was born Mark Spector, and then uh, depending on on like who you start with, like. It's different with different comic writers, obviously, but the uh, Jeff Lemire is the. They're following the Warren Ellis comics and the Jeff Lemire comics, sort of, uh, in in this series so far, and so he sort of slowly started developing in these alters in the Lemire and Smallwood run. Uh, in the Ellis run, it's because Conchu broke his mind by entering it, and so he created them then. But he's got like three main ones: Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and Jake Lockley, who's a a cab driver who I think will probably show up in the show. And that there's been like little teases that he's around; they just haven't shown him yet. But uh, my favorite thing about the show so far is that the only thing I don't like in Moon Knight comics is the Stephen Grant personality in the comics, because in the comics, Stephen Grant is basically like a rich like Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark personality and they used to sort of justify how he has money for all of his gadgets and stuff. Uh, 
but in the in the show they don't need it to be that so they they made him a more interesting character that's not just a copy of other characters that exist already so i actually really like stephen grant in the show I, I i think that was a definite good choice because we yeah you're right we already have uh bruce wayne tony stark arrow yeah uh, all the rich dudes, yeah. Yeah, and he was like a movie producer, like Stephen Grant. So they were always making like Moon Knight movies and stuff. And I always hated the Stephen Grant parts. I always like read those super fast and flip through, waiting <laughs> to get to Mark Spector. Yeah. Uh, but in the in the show, it's great, and it's just so good. I I hope they introduced uh, two characters in the second episode. You're caught up, right? No, I haven't seen the second episode. Oh, okay. This isn't spoilery. They introduced two characters that are cops, and their names are Billy and Bobby. And that those are characters from the Lemire and Smallwood comics. And that makes me think that they're going to do some more stuff from that series, which I really like. So. Oh, that's great. Uh, I only have one beef from the first episode of some CGI of the log truck when they're like in the chase scene. Uh, it did not look... It looked real bad. Um, it was the uh, goo arrow from Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, so that, but I mean, I was able to look past that and, and enjoy the episode. I love Oscar Isaacs. I know I've said that before. Oh, right? yeah. I just love Oscar Isaacs. I think he's great. He is great. He's great. He's one of the, Moon Knight is one of those characters that even though I've read all of the stuff, it helps to have someone portray them. Which I always mm. felt the same about Steve Rogers because on paper they can sort of be f- a little flat when they're in their alter ego, and Chris Evans and like Oscar Isaac just put so much personality into these that I can actually, I, I when they're not superheroes, care about them. So he's just one of those guys who makes the character better by playing the character. Yeah, yeah. So you got a long list of other stuff that you watched. Yeah. I watched Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright movie with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Thomasin McKenzie and Matt Smith. Uh, I just bought it because it's an Edgar Wright movie, and I own all the other ones. Uh, it's pretty good. It's 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 probably my least favorite Edgar Wright movie just because it's, it's, a, it's a genre movie that is not my favorite genre, like a thriller. It's good. I enjoyed it. It's just not as good as other Edgar Wright movies, but good as a movie. Also, the soundtrack was great, but obviously it's going to be with Edgar Wright. I watched all of Our Flag Means Death, the Taika Waititi, uh, Reese Darby pirate show on HBO. That was pretty funny. I like that. The first couple episodes are are not so great, and then Taika shows up, and then it's great. Like, you have to wait for him to show up. But it's, you know, it's getting cooking, so. That show is like, you know how a show will come out and fans will start making, like, fan art that is not how the show is and they make little fan comics this show is the fan comics and fan art of another show but made the way like they made it that way the first time it's really hard for me to explain Hmm. but it just seems like it was written by like instagram comic makers i don't know i enjoyed it it was funny we watched moon knight um oh i watched the adam project the ryan reynolds uh movie on netflix it was real good i liked it a lot it was very fun uh, the only thing I'll say about it is you can tell it was made during COVID because there's only like ever two people on the screen at the same time. Uh, but it was pretty good. I liked it. It had a, it had a real Steven Spielberg feel to it. So I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. 
And also that kid did his homework playing young Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Like, he talked just like him. Like, his cadence of speaking was the same. It was just funny. That's impressive. Uh, probably. Okay, I, I want to do that one last. My next one. I'll do that last. So, uh, I so I watched all of season three of Close Enough on HBO. Because we talked about that, I think, last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was coming out. So, if you haven't watched Close Enough, if you liked regular show, uh, you should watch Close Enough. It's hilarious. I watched Top Gun on Netflix uh, for Thursday night. Because Top Gun Maverick is coming out, and I haven't seen Top Gun in a billion years. How to hold up? Oh, it, I, I was impressed how good the the jet stuff holds up. Like I was like, this can't possibly look good, right? Because this is from 1986, but it does look good. Like the jets look good, and the I I was just sitting there thinking, how did they film some of this? So I I would kind of like to see how they did some of that because it's it's not stock footage, which is what you expect from the 80s for a jet movie it's like this isn't stock footage how did they do this and i say yeah i and i also forgot that maverick wasn't number one it's it's ice <laughs> at the end i was like oh yeah that's right he's not he doesn't even win he's not even number one at the end <laughs> uh but yeah so that's good top gun's great um i watched uh i started watching i think you should leave season two last night on netflix which is the tim robinson sketch comedy show and I, I i meant to put that on my list too i've been watching i've seen like probably five or six episodes of that oh it's funny it's uh weird that we yeah. both started watching it at the same time when it's been out for like a year <laughs> yeah i know right that is very weird uh so i started watching that and so these are the last two ones i have to talk about together so uh my dog chili got fixed last monday so jess and i just we had a free night because he had to stay overnight at the vet we went to the theater and we saw Morbius, as foretold by me. Oh. So we saw Morbius starring Jared Leto. Um, I have a lot to say about Morbius. So Morbius is bad. It is a bad movie. No way. Yeah, it's bad. The memes are justified. <laughs> it is a bad movie. I'm still glad they made it because A, it wasted Jared Leto's time. B, it wasted Sony's time. Uh, making a live-action Morbius movie. Uh, so that that took a bullet for something else, possibly. <laughs> the, okay, I'm going to say Morbius spoilers. I, no one cares. Nobody cares. I don't care about this. If you get mad about this, you're in the wrong. Yeah. You are wrong. I'm going to say Morbius spoilers. So there's this thing where he developed a uh, synthetic blood that was like, because he works on blood diseases his whole life. And this whole thing in the movie is that in order to be a good guy, he's drinking the synthetic blood so he doesn't hurt anyone. But the the like length of time that it lasts keeps getting shorter because like, when it starts out, it's going six hours. And then towards the end of the movie, it's only lasting four hours before he has to drink another one. And... So the sort of the questions like becoming like what do what do I do when it doesn't work, never resolved. Like it doesn't catch up and they forget about it. Like they don't come back to it after he says it's it's down to four hours. It's literally not brought up again in the movie. Um, Adria Arjona's in it for like ten minutes. Uh, she's like a two thousand three love interest character where she has no agency or character. Good grief. Um, Jared Harris 
also similar about five minutes. He's like the doctor at the place where Morbius and um, Matt Smith are when they're kids. Matt Smith is the bad guy. Uh, I think he was Hunger uh, from Marvel Comics, but they never call him that. But I think that's who the character was. I don't I don't remember Hunger's human name, and I don't know that much about the vampire characters in Marvel. Um, I know that Blade kills him, and that's all that matters. Right? Yeah, exactly. Blade would have made short work of this movie. Uh, Matt Smith I'm going to give this movie it's due I'm going to tell you the the good things about this movie Matt Smith was the only person having fun he was playing this so ridiculously like almost Nicolas Cage-esque nonsense Uh, so he was fun I really enjoyed him although his heel turn came out of nowhere like I felt like he he wouldn't have been a bad guy but then all of a sudden he was the bad guy uh that came out of nowhere. And what else was good in this movie? Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yeah, no, nothing else. The post-credit scenes are ridiculous. Oh yeah, tell, I want to just just tell me what they are. Okay, so the first post-credit scene, it shows the sky break open at the at the end of uh, No Way Home, you know, with the crack in the sky. Yeah. And then, uh, rather than someone going into the MCU. Uh, Vulture had been vacuumed out of the MCU and into this universe, which is the Venom, I think, Venom Morbius universe. And he appears in, like, a prison cell, and they have to let him go because he appeared from nowhere, and they don't know who he is. So then he's out, and then he sees Morbius on the news. And then he there's a some more credits, and then there's a second post-credit scene where Vulture meets up with Morbius... And he's like, hey, Doc, uh, I don't know why I'm here, but I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. And he's like, I'm thinking you and me and some other guys should team up together and do some good. I have no idea what what they're doing here. I think they just want to make a Sinister Six movie, but I think they're going to be anti-heroes in, in this universe. Like the Sinister Six, rather than being villains, I think they're going to be anti-heroes. Uh, they just really want to do Sinister Six so badly. I, I, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, I love Venom. I love the Venom movies. Uh, this, I don't love. And it was actually really terrible. (laughs) So, look, Nick, if they make a Sinister Six movie, it's gonna be on par, same quality, as... Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad. Yeah, this is about the quality of Morbius as the original Suicide Squad. Uh, so I had always said that Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the worst Marvel movie, period. Please note, Nick prefers to pretend the 2015 Fantastic Four movie doesn't exist. And so I have that one because I have everything that touches the MCU. So I I watched it after I saw Morbius to see, because I was like, was Morbius actually worse than Amazing Spider-Man 2? Because I hate that movie. And then I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2, going into it thinking it's worse than Morbius, and it's not. It's better than Morbius. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you why I thought that. It's because Dane DeHaan, when he turns into the Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2, that... The part where he's the Green Goblin is worse than the entirety of Morbius. So, But he's only Green Goblin for five minutes. Uh, I kept thinking it was longer because of how terrible it is, Yeah, that portrayal. But he's only Green Goblin for like five minutes. 
Uh, also, Rhino is my favorite Spider-Man villain, and I hate that stupid robot that they give him. That's just, I don't want the Rhino to look like that, and it makes me angry that he did. Uh, but, like, Andrew Garfield's good, and Emma Stone is is good, and their chemistry oh, yeah. is great. And Yeah. Uh, Electro's bad, but Dane DeHaan as Harry wasn't so bad. Like, I don't know. It's not a good movie. Like, I still think it's terrible, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But it's a lot better than Morbius, because <laughs> like I watched it. The cinematography in Spider Amazing Spider Man Two is real good. Like it's a pretty movie. It's nice to yeah. watch. Whereas the action scenes in Morbius kind of hurt my eyes. It was really bad. So anyway, is is it the Amazing Spider Man Two? Is that the one where they he they wear the hoodies, all, uh, not the hoodies, the to, like the toboggans all the time, or the yeah he has a beanies. cold at one point, so he's got yeah, like a yeah, scarf yeah. and a yeah. beanie. A beanie. Or a toque, if you're Canadian. A toque. Fool of a toque. Yep. Uh, all right, cool. Well, that's that's what we done had watched uh, the past two weeks. And uh, now that brings us to some new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, we got a couple items here. The first one is... is is your realm and the second one is my realm yeah so we got a teaser photo and a full reveal date for the new delorean so there are they are making a new delorean an electric car it's an eb and it's uh we got a view of the rear end well part of the rear end like basically like half of the rear end and so it is it is a little bit bubbly which i'm not crazy about i mean it looks cool don't get me wrong for what it is, but it's a little bubbly. You know how cars these days are like bubbles. Yep. Um, I was hoping for some throwback straight lines from the eighties and we're not really getting that. So I, I think my hopes for this have been a little more tempered. Yeah. There's no geometry there like the original one, but it still looks cool so far. And I do still want this, although I'm sure it will be a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a supercar. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a a supercar. It's got it does have straight straight lines on the the tail lights, which is cool. But the rest of it looks like I mean, it looks like a McLaren. So it's like, yeah, it's gonna be a hundred thousand dollars. Got to be. Yeah. So I guess I won't have a DeLorean. No, uh, the, those those d- dreams are dashed. Yep. Uh, the other piece of news we have is that they just announced this. Uh, they're going to make a series called Orphan Black Echoes, which is a new series set in the world of Orphan Black that will premiere in 2023. Orphan Black is a five-season, perfect amount of seasons, sci-fi series starring Tatiana Maslany about clones. It is really, really good. One of the one of the only good things that the Sci-Fi Channel has ever put out, although I think BBC did most of the work on Orphan Black. Anyway, it's really good, uh, so I'm going to watch Orphan Black Echoes. Not a lot known uh, like whether Tatiana Maslany will be involved. I'm sure she'll have cameos in it as her different characters. But uh, we'll be next seeing her in She-Hulk. Uh, so. I assume that this Echoes show will be centered around cloning? Uh, probably. Uh, the whole... The first, se- the first series is mostly about cloning, but it's also about like just like weird science like that, you know, and genetic manipulation and stuff like that but it probably will be about clones or something similar some other weird science like that but it's really good so weird science yeah i kept thinking about that too (laughs) as soon as i said it yeah 
Uh, all right, so that's all the new news. Um, and guess what's back? The Question Towns. Oh, I was going to say Backstreet, so I'm glad I didn't. Oh. I would have embarrassed myself. How embarrassing. So we're bringing back the Question Times because we hadn't done it in a long, Tammy. Um, so it, 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 we were supposed to get... Tell me when we were supposed to get a, a Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Well, it was supposed to be April 8th, so would have been yesterday. Yesterday, uh, at the time of this recording, so we're not getting that. So I wanted to have a question time, sort of uh, revolving around that. So, what Marvel property would you like to see Sony Animation Studios take on? Yeah, and we're not saying it doesn't have to be one that Sony has the rights to. It's just no. you want it in Spider Verse style, yep. made by the same people who made Spider Verse, so it f- like fits into that universe. And immediately the first thing that came into my head is Ms. Marvel, probably because I'm reading them right now, but also because it's the same tone as Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Like, she hangs out with Miles Morales in the comics sometimes. Uh, He's the Spider-Man that's, like, Spider-Manning around with her, you know? Does she live in New York City? She lives in Jersey City across the river. Ah. He can get across the river pretty quick. Yep. So they've interacted a couple times. Sometimes it's like... Uh, competitively because they're competitive superheroing uh, but Ms. Marvel is has become I've been reading these Ms. Marvels and I'm almost through the whole first run because I didn't read them all before but it's one of the better written Marvel comics that I've read so I'm really excited for the show uh, all the characters are good the villains are really weird like the first villain is uh, a clone of Thomas Edison named the inventor whose brain is in a parakeet like a giant parakeet because they screwed it up <laughs> like the cloning <laughs> so he's like a bird man called the inventor uh it's just really good but it's really funny the art has been great so i'm really looking forward to the ms marvel series but i think a ms marvel animation would be in the spider-verse style would be spectacular oh i'd i'd watch that in a heartbeat that sounds great uh so i said mojo world yeah, of course. You you need your long shot. I need my long shot, and uh, and if we get long shot, we should most likely get Dazzler as well. Dazzler and, and uh, oh, what's her name? Spiral. Spiral. Yeah, Spiral. Spiral. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. So, but Mojo World would be awesome, dude, because it'd be like it just funky and weird, and you get some X Men in there, and long shot, and it would just be so cool. Yeah, it would be great. I want to see Mojo in this animation style, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mojo is always weird. Yeah. Um, so let us know. Write into us, and we'll tell you how to write into us in a little bit. Um, and answer this question, Times. What Marvel property would you like to see Sony Animation Studios take on? And that brings us to the new new. New new new. New new. The new new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele Dazeen. We had to have a Dazeen to come back. We can't just take a week off and come back without a Dazeen. No, we can't do a half Dazeen or something like that. So we are going to start this off with uh, a Season 2 trailer for Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, so Only Murders in the Building Season 1 was really, really good. It's the uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez detective kind of podcast show where they're making a podcast called only murders in the building and it's really good 
season two is coming out sooner than I would have thought they would even be able to make it. But uh, this this season obviously will be a new mystery, and it's based off of the sort of end scene of the first season. No spoilers or anything, but uh, the only thing really this is a real teasery trailer. The only thing that we really kind of know is that they've added Cara Delevingne to the cast and Amy Schumer. And while I approve of their Cara Delevingne casting, I don't really like Amy Schumer, so I hope she's a bad guy. <laughs> I I did some like freeze frames, and I think Delevingne, she has tattoos in real life. Yeah. Um, And this character has a bunch of tattoos, and I wonder if they're just her real tattoos. Well, we'll see. If any of them are like plot relevant, they might not be. But sometimes that yeah. happens. They have her sort of looking kind of masculine in this. Yeah. Uh, she's not in any of the promo photos. I've wanted to look now. Yeah, she's. Only, I mean, she's only in it like two shots. Like yeah, this trailer. is a really short trailer. Yeah. Um, I really should watch that first season. It's real good. It's real good. I, I, everybody says it. Like I've never heard anybody say, "Oh, it's not great. It's not good." I don't think Steve Martin and Martin Short can both be in a thing and have it not be good. <laughs> Probably safe to say. I honestly think say. Martin Short's one of the funniest human beings that ever lived. I think you're probably right. He's hilarious, man. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, this next one, I am just as excited as we first uh, were. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. This is the. Is this the second trailer for it? Full. I have no idea. Uh, this, at this point, this yeah. Is, yeah, this was supposed to come out in 2020, so here we are on the raggedy edge, and we're finally <laughs> getting Top Gun Maverick. The plot is, after more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell, Maverick, is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. So, it's Maverick, he doesn't want to be grounded, so he's like basically van wildering his way into being the same like though he's like the 50 year old guy with all the 20 year olds um jennifer connelly is in this uh miles teller is is playing i think goose's son and then it makes it clear in the trailer that it is him uh but he looks exactly like him so yeah they i i've seen people online say Oh, they're gonna ruin it. This is I, you know, I don't know if I even want to see this. But these are people I'm almost positive don't know who the director is, and even if they saw the director's name, wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. So and, yeah, Joseph Kaczynski is directing this, and we love him. He's here. a genius. Like we, it's gonna be good. Okay. Not only is he a genius and and good, but he's a better director than Tony Scott, who directed Top Gun. Okay, then. Yeah. So. I'm still so very excited about this. It looks awesome. I think if you're impressed by the 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 plane work, I don't know what else to call it, the jet work yeah. in the first movie, obviously they're going to try to one up it, and obviously the Navy or the Air Force are going to want to up it, you know, up the ante. I mean, it, heck, it's been um, how many years since the the last, like thir- almost thirty years. Well, it's 1986 was Top Gun, so I I was born in '87, so 35. <laughs> Because I'm 34. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is, God, over 30 years, man. Like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Wait. It's better, better director. Uh, the soundtrack is going to be great because Joseph Kaczynski directed it. And he literally yeah. is the best. He's the best. Yeah, he's, he's the best. 
So looking forward to that. All right, next we have a trailer for The Staircase. Okay, so the plot of this is a man grieving the death of his wife who fell down a staircase is accused of murdering her. That's that's the tip of an iceberg there. This is based on a documentary about this this guy. There's a guy named Michael Peterson, who's also my uncle's name. <laughs> no relation. But this is a documentary about this this murder case. Like, if you watch it, it's like, oh, he killed her. Like, he pushed her down the stairs. But the the evolution of all of the things that he comes up with in this to have been what happened instead is insane. And like, there's like a thing at the end with an owl. It kind of has to be seen to be believed. It's one of the most bonkers murder cases that is one of the things where you're like oh this guy clearly did it but then there's like weird evidence for the stuff that doesn't make sense like the owl and it's just weird um i will say that this is miscast colin firth is playing michael peterson and everyone who saw this documentary knows that it should have been johnny c mcginley from scrubs because the guy in the real documentary the guy who did it looks like an unhinged version of dr cox (laughs) (laughs) I don't have it. It comes as no surprise to me that you have seen this documentary or listened to the podcast or whatever it may be. It's very on brand for you. Yeah. I do a lot of true crime stuff. Yeah. You're a true crime junkie, aren't you? I, I do listen to crime junkies. It's a podcast. Well, there you go. I mean, hey, there you go. I don't like true crime stuff that isn't solved. I only like it when the justice has been metered out. Is this is it is it spoilery for me to ask if this one was solved? I actually don't remember. This one is so convoluted that I don't remember what happens at the end. <laughs> I just know that, I guess like from watching it, like I know this guy just he did it. Like in my, yeah. you know, do you ever see Zodiac? David Fincher's Zodiac, and Jake Gyllenhaal says he doesn't need a conviction. He just needs to look this the suspect in the eye, and he'll know in his heart. That's how I feel about this. Uh, okay. Okay, so I, yeah, I don't have any context for this. I don't. I probably won't watch this though. No. No. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Duel. I've not heard of this. Uh, Karen Gillan movie. A woman opts for a cloning procedure after she receives a terminal diagnosis, but when she recovers, her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail. This is really weird. Like. This is not written in good English, this description. It says, when she recovers her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail, leading to a court-mandated duel to the death. That is not a proper sentence. This is written weirdly. Anyway. You're, you should try to you should put it in your own words. Yes, I'll just do that. So this is a movie about Karen Gillan, who she has got some terminal illness, and in this world you can have a clone made of yourself, when that happens to continue on living and but then there's a duel to the death which seems kind of counterintuitive because one of the what if the one who's not sick loses so like if the sick person wins the duel then you're at square one well i think they only do the duel if the person who was terminally ill they find out that they're not terminally ill or they get cured or whatever oh and then yeah so then they have to do the duel oh you watched this one twice so you have a better grip on this than me i did because 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 i i got to the end i was like wait what is this about why are they fighting and then i went back and it's like oh she she's at the doctor and they're like you're no longer terminally ill i missed that part 
Yeah, yeah. So then, so then when that happens, they're like, we can't have two of you, and so they they can't just put you to sleep, I guess, in this world like the at the at the pound or whatever. Yeah. So they fight to the death. Yeah. So Karen Gillan is great. Um, the guy who it said this is from the writer of uh, the Art of Self Defense with Jesse Eisenberg, which I watched that movie and I enjoyed it. It uh, it's a really weird movie. It's it's a dark comedy. But a real dark comedy where where the comedy is actually funny. Like most of the time when I see a dark comedy, it's not funny. It's just yeah. dark, and they call it a dark yeah. comedy. But the art of self defense was funny, and Karen Gillan is funny, so this will probably be funny. Maybe so. Uh, I I know we've talked about. Uh, I have mentioned. I don't know if I, on this podcast, but on my Instagram, I've mentioned that Karen Karen Gillum, She has a great American accent. Uh, and she in this one she proves that she does. Not all those Brits can do it. No, she's great. She's got a lot of range, but she also she does really good impressions. Like she's a good impressionist. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you go on YouTube and search Karen Gillan impressions, she does a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Uh, but she's great. I love her. Also, Aaron Paul yeah. is in this uh, from yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah, this is very Black Mirror-y. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of like a long Black Mirror episode. I think I think you're I think you're right. I, I do want to see it though. Yeah, oh, well, me too. I, I I really liked the art of self defense, so I want to watch this. Yeah. So we'll probably check that out. Um, what I will probably end up watching is this uh, this next thing, which is the se- uh, season two of Pacific Rim, the animated or the anime uh, Netflix show. Now I remember you having watched season one, which is why I put this on the trailer or on the list here, in the outline. Yeah, and I kind of remember you having pretty mixed feelings about it. Yeah, they because it like towards the end they take it well not even towards the end like they just took it in some weird directions, and they are continuing in those weird directions in this trailer. Um, so here, here's the thing: the Japanese sort of have this history of saying, you know what this. Uh, you know, insert whatever IP here. You know what this IP needs? It needs kaiju. So what does Spider-Man need? We need a giant uh, Le Pardon, you know? Right. And, it, and, and he needs to be in a giant robot and it needs to fight kaiju, right? So, like, they just do that, okay? It, however, like, when you already have an IP that is centered around kaiju, what do they then say? Well, then I guess they say, you know what, this kaiju ip needs it needs weird cultish antagonists like a like a like a weirdo mask wearing cult of girls that that i guess control kaiju or something like that i don't know it's just and then you have that person who turned into a kaiju in this it's 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 very strange directions that they went with this i'm not i don't really like the directions but the animation's kind of fun, and I just like kaiju and giant robot stuff, so I, that's the reason I probably am going to watch this. But I probably will, you know, get to the end of it and be like, I didn't really like that. That's the way. I, that's the way most anime goes for me. It's like I watched this thing, and I didn't really like it, but I watched it anyway. Fair enough. Yeah, I probably won't watch this. I didn't even like the movies of Pacific Rim, so not for me. Uh. I like the first Pacific Rim, but oof, that second one, yikes, yikers! I, I would have, I liked parts of the first one. I liked all the robot monster stuff, but a lot of the other stuff I could have done without. Yeah, and I still, I'm still on record for saying the Shatterdome is the dumbest name for a base. 
It's the dumbest name. It was. It's like thirteen-year-olds probably thought it sounded cool, and they 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 focus grouped it, and then they called it that, and it's just dumb. Yeah, can't we just get beyond Shatter Dome? We got to get beyond Shatter Dome. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, so then, uh, oh, this looks good. We have a trailer for something called The Sea Beast coming out on Netflix. Yeah, this is uh, July 8th. It's coming out on Netflix. It's an animated movie called The Sea Beast. A legendary sea monster hunter's life is turned upside down when a young girl stows away on his ship and befriends the most dangerous beast of them all. So this stars Carl Urban and Dan Stevens and Jared Harris. So it's got a pretty good voice cast and... Uh, a lot of cool sea monsters in this, and I like those old-timey maps with sea monsters on them. You had me at sea monsters, I think. Here, Nick's audio stops functioning, and he spends five minutes attempting to get it back. Well, you're gonna you're gonna hear all fun. the things I said when you uh, edit this, unless you just delete all this out. But I I, I was doing this. I see lots of things gnar. like this, you know, and uh, just that. Nar, you nar. <laughs> uh, so, um, Sea Beast. Uh, so, I think the last thing I said that you didn't hear me say was, or the first thing I said that you didn't hear me say was, they had yeah, me at like sea, monsters, sea Monsters, or you had me at Sea Monsters. Probably I like watch Sea this. Monsters too. So, this looks good. I'll probably watch yeah. it. Uh, I might watch this with my kids. It's rated PG. It might probably okay for the kids to watch. So yes. Oh, the bow of their ship in the, is awesome in this. Very cool. So we'll check this out. Um, oh, we have a new trailer. This is kind of an unexpected trailer um, for Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. And it's about dreams. Um, we get floaty Scarlet Witch in this one. Yep. Also, uh, shots of... From WandaVision of her with her twins. Yes, yes. There is also what I what seems to be zombies, Marvel zombies, maybe. I think the ones from What If. Yeah. So I think What If is gonna feature into this. I think so too. Was that Captain Marvel in that one shot? The whole internet has been debating about that since this came out. Uh people think it is, but if you zoom in it looks like uh, not a white person so then they were like well if it's not maybe it's like maria rambo yeah photon or something photon or but then some people were like well this looks like a dude and then the, people originally thought it was uh it was the uh uh the one of the iron man variants and then people were like well maybe it's kang the conqueror so no one can even decide yeah so i freeze framed it and looked at a couple you know a couple frames of it it mm-hmm. It looks like the the lighting that's on Captain Marvel, but she doesn't have the cre- that doesn't have the hair on the helmet, yeah. and the face actually looks like um, what's the what's the bad guy in in Justice League? I keep wanting to call him Dark Star. It's not what God. Who cares about what? Oh, death. Um, God, we're so, we're, so, we're such dumb dudes. I don't know. Comes DC. Uh, um. It's dark something. Dark dark side. Dark, no. dark side. I was gonna say dark star too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So it looks. Its face almost looks like dark side. Yeah, uh, but that's DC. That's not gonna be in this movie. So maybe I, it's Kang the Conqueror. It could be Kang. Uh, maybe a variant of Kang. You know. Uh, we should reference this dumb conversation when the movie comes out and we know who it is. <laughs> what what episode is this? It would have to. And it's like one nineteen. Okay. Well, like so, like forty. Five minutes into or fifty minutes into episode one nineteen, 
Yeah. I mean, Doctor Strange comes out pretty soon. May 6th, so like a month. Okay, maybe it's only we'll, like four episodes from now. May, maybe you should put this in the timeline. That way, we can look through the top or the uh, the the show notes, timestamps in the show notes, and we can look through it and find it. It'll be easy to find because it's during the Doctor Strange trailer talk. Okay. Uh, oh, that'll be good. Okay, so so we we will have to see. We'll just have to see. Yep. Um. Then we have a trailer for the baby. Just kidding, the baby. Yeah, uh, does was was Dub Baby the guy that like said all the weird homophobic stuff, and then Dua Lipa was embarrassed that she did a, <laughs> a duet with him? Um, I, I actually don't know, but I randomly just saw a video this morning on Reddit of Dub Baby grabbing a fan. Like he gets out of his car, and there's all these fans around, and he grabs this this fan by the face and like goes in to kiss her on the mouth, and she's like kind of pulls back and he, and he like doubles down and tries to do it again and she like turns her head and it's <laughs> it's so awkward and, and weird but also funny and i'm just yeah. like who is this guy because i don't i don't know anything about dub baby me neither i just think dua lipa was embarrassed by him uh this guy <laughs> he looks like an embarrassing type person like he, he looks like yeah. a person who makes bad decisions you know yep um I, I i i'm just going to assume that he is a person who makes bad decisions yeah, I agree. Uh, an embarrassing person in, in more ways than one. Uh, anyway, that's that's not what this is about. This is something. No. Uh, I <laughs> in <don't>... turn, <laughs> in turn, the baby follows Natasha, who is furious that her closest friends are all having babies. But when she is unexpectedly landed with a baby of her own, her life dramatically implodes and twists her life into a surreal horror show. This is is one of the many in the genre of double babies following the Omen, Rosemary's Baby. Or that one with Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly, which I don't remember what that was called. But that one was like a parody movie. So I will say this was the trailer that lost me the hardest this week. Um, yeah, same. Um, you wrote, before I even watched it, I saw your note that said this is a genre now, basically. In all those movies you just mentioned, all those horror movies, I've never seen any of those. So I don't have any context for this type of movie. Um, I just knew it was very British and I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. They kept calling this a comedy, and it didn't seem funny. Yeah, at all. It, it was not funny at all. So I don't know where that element comes into it. Um, there's a movie uh, with Ricky Lindholm in it called Devil Baby. That was kind of funny, but this is—I I don't know. This is Missy sent us this, so Missy, this is your fault. You did this to me, us. You did this to us, Missy. You did it. Your fault. You did it. Um. <laughs> I will not watch this. I'll tell you that. No, I don't want to see this. <laughs> I don't, don't want. It. You got to say it. I don't want. <laughs> there it is. I don't want. <laughs> um, okay, so then we have another British thing: Operation Mincemeat, a very British name for a very British movie, which I think actually came out last year in Britain. Did it? It says uh, it comes out May eleventh, twenty twenty-two. Here. Yeah, here. Here in the colonies. Yeah, if you go on. IMDB maybe it was it was like it's already been rated and seen a bunch by a lot of people so I think it actually has was shown in Britain previously this also stars Colin Firth it says during World War II two intelligence officers use a corpse and false papers to outwit German troops it's got Jason Isaacs in it yep who uh, should be playing the Grand Inquisitor in Kenobi because he did his voice in Rebels and he could still play him easily and he wouldn't look weird if he did yeah 
Uh, and we so also love Jason Isaacs. I love Jason Isaacs. So do I. There's really literally no reason at all he's not playing that character in Kenobi. Uh, but this looks pretty good. This does look good. It's it's Colin Firth week. We both wrote that. Um, Pe- oh, Penelope Wilton is in this, and she was great in Downton Abbey. I don't. I've never seen uh, Downton Abbey, uh, but I believe you that it's good. This also has Johnny Flynn is playing Ian Fleming in it, so there's going to be some sort of Ian Fleming oh, interaction. Oh, cool. yeah, he's like writing, uh, right? He he was writing stuff, right? Yeah, he wrote the James Bond it, novels. Yeah, so he's like at he's like at a typewriter. He's like I'm writing spy stuff. He doesn't yeah. say it like that. That he's not a New Yorker. No, it's Johnny Flynn who is a musician. And he did the theme song for The Detectorists, which is one of my favorite British things of all time, uh, The Detectorists. And it's also one of the best theme songs. So I've good never, for you, Johnny Flynn. I've never even heard of The Detectorists. It's uh, It stars Toby Jones and, um, oh, what's his name? We like Toby the Jones. The dude that was uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean, the guy with the wood the wood eye oh, that yeah. falls out. Yeah. That guy. Uh, Mackenzie Crook. Me Mackenzie Crook. Awful. Oh, yeah, what? Mackenzie I'm, Crook. His name is Mackenzie. What is it? Crook. Mackenzie Crook. Crook. Yeah, who's so in the, those in the, two guys? He's in the British Office too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the Dwight character. That's right. That's right. So it's him and Toby Jones and their metal detectorists, and there's just three seasons, and it's like not a very conflict-heavy show. It's just them kind of being dorky metal detectorists and having minimal contact or conflict in their lives, and it's just really calming to watch. I, I actually kind of want that right now. It's really good. It's really good. Anyone who hasn't seen The Detectorists, if you like any kind of British stuff, if you like Toby Jones, like seriously, if you like Toby Jones, it's enough. Like The Detectorists is just chill and nice and pleasant, and it has really nice music, and it's just good. It's a good show. Is it in Britain? Uh, yeah, it's like them going across the countryside and like trying to find... Uh, like artifacts and stuff that's actually worth it, you know, because they find bottle caps and crud. Yeah. I like the say- goal is to find like gold or like uh, so, like something of actual historical significance. I guess they find a lot of Roman coins and stuff, and they don't care about that because they're all over the place. Oh, wow. I d- I uh, I actually do want some. This sounds like at this time in my life, that sounds pleasant. Check it out. It's on Netflix. The Detectorists. This one is real relaxing. Yep, it's really good. I love it. The Detectorist. Okay. Uh, all right, so then next up we have a trailer for uh, Barry, season three. This is a full trailer. This is, yeah, this is a full trailer for season three. Uh, it comes out pretty soon this month, I think. April 24th is when it starts, season three. Yeah, season three premiere. Mm. Uh, it's basically the plot of Barry. We talked about this before, but a hitman, a hitman from the Midwest moves to L.A. and gets caught up in the city's theater arts scene. So there's, due to stuff that happens in, in season one and two, uh, Barry in season three is at odds with Henry Winkler, and that will be the focus of that season. Henry Winkler, I can't look at him and not think Dr. Saperstein. To me, he will always be the Fonz. But oh, yeah. Dr. Saperstein is is a great <laughs> character as well. Uh, I will say, you know, I haven't seen this show, but I, just from this trailer, I love the way this is shot. It's beautiful, the way this oh, is this shot. Oh, this show is great. It's, it's so good. Also, one of the things that they do is uh, Alec Berg and Bill Hader, when they write it, 
they try and write themselves into corners. So then they have to think really hard to get out of the corners. So it ends up being really well written because they they don't backtrack when they write themselves into a quarter, corner. They just think of a way to overcome it. So it's really well written all the time. Uh, some of the best characters. It's so good. I love this show. This show, if you go, I'm watching it um, on silent right now. This the the filters that they use are basically like a brown filter in some, and then a like a gray filter. It's like this, like almost the entire thing is brown and gray, but it, yep. it looks so good. It's lit. This show is lit so well. I don't, I didn't notice it before, but it is lit so well. It also shows that while Bill Hader can be tremendously funny, he's also a really good actual like dramatic actor sometimes. Because this is a funny show, but it's not always funny. It, it it rides the line and it does it really well. Uh, Anthony Kerrigan is is all always funny in this though. He's like a mafia guy, but he's like the least mafia ish guy there ever was in anything. Like he's like happy all the time and super polite, and he's just great. Uh, the girl from the Good Place is in this. Yes, yeah, Darcy Carden. Yeah, yeah Darcy. she's in it. Mm-hmm. She's in the acting group where he, because Henry Winkler's like an acting teacher in this and barry joins the thing to hide out and then he kind of gets into it it's just a really good show yeah i think jess and i are going to try and watch season one and two quick before the third one starts maybe i ought to do that i don't have the time to do that but maybe i ought to do that it's a really good show why i oughta um okay so then we have a trailer for bob's burgers the movie yeah, so the plot of this is the Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it, while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. It seems to me, I, it seems to me that Bob's Burgers is extremely popular, and I know a lot of people that talk about it like it's the best thing ever. Oh yeah, it never clicked with me. Yeah, me neither. I think I've only seen like maybe half an episode, maybe maybe three fourths of an episode, and nothing in it in any of those moments hooked me, or any of those minutes hooked me. So I was like, I don't think it's for me. Yeah, I've seen three, about three episodes, and it's just like, it's inoffensive. It's just I don't think it was that funny. Yeah, I should, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I laughed at all. It kind of surprises me. This seems like it'd be right up your alley. I know, not. especially with the voice cast. Like it has Kristen. Well, usually Kristen Shaw is enough for me. Like I love Kristen Shaw. She's hilarious. But like John Benjamin, Stephanie Beatrice is in this. Gary Cole. Um, Eugene Merman. Uh, I like all these people. It's just, it's just, it doesn't seem that funny to me when I watch it. Yeah. Like this trailer features a lot of falling, like people just falling, like falling over or falling down a hole or whatever. And it's just like, I just, it's not that funny. Yeah. No, I didn't care for, for so, but, uh, but people do, people love this show. So this is good for, for you people. I'm hat. Listen, I'm happy that you're getting this. If you like it, I'm happy yeah, me too. You. I don't. I don't want the show to go away. It, it's not hurting me in any way. It's just oh, I, don't, I guess I don't get it. Is the thing. Yeah, we don't. We don't get it. Not for us. But happy that that you guys are getting it. So. Yep. Uh, the the Adele Dezinth trailer uh, that we have here is uh, something that I didn't know was going to be made into a movie, but it's Marcel the Shell with shoes on, based on. Is it based on the book or the a YouTube video or something? I know there's YouTube shorts. Uh, speaking of Saperstein's, uh, yeah. Jenny Slate does the voice of Marcel. She's Mona Lisa Saperstein, and I've I've literally seen Jenny Slate do this voice. Like Conan always asked her to do it when she was on Conan Show, 
because uh, he likes the shorts, I guess. But uh, so I've seen her do it, and I, when I hear the voice coming out of the shell, I can't picture her doing it, even though I've seen it. <laughs> but uh, this, this, the pot just says feature adaptation of the animated short film interviewing a mollusk named Marcel. So I don't know if it came before the book or not. I think I think the short was first. I'm almost positive it was the short first, because we have the book. It's like yeah. a kid's book. Um, yeah. And then and then now we're getting this this movie. Um, glad Jenny Slate's getting work. Love Jenny Slate. And um, I'll probably watch this on Netflix with the kids when it comes out on Netflix. Speaking of Jenny Slate, there's a movie that I want. I wanted to watch this last night, but I fell asleep really early last night because I was really tired. Um, there's a movie called... We talked about the trailer a while ago, and it's called The Sunlit Night, which is a movie where Jenny Slate's like on vacation by herself in Norway. And I just really want to watch that, mostly because I want to look at Norway yeah, and I like Jenny Slate, and I just feel like hanging out with her for like a chill movie for a little while. Yeah, we so. we both kind of came away uh, with that impression that that's what we wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. I just want to. It's on Hulu. I saw it's on Hulu, so I think I want. If I if I don't fall asleep tonight, maybe I'll watch that movie. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll take a gummy tonight and watch that. That that'd be nice. It seems like it'll have the vibe of movies that is my favorite vibe of movies, uh, which is like Lost in Translation, where. The whole movie's just tone and like, yeah. No, not a lot of conflict. Uh, yeah. Just nice Se- tone. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the tone. That's what I like. I like that kind of thing. I do too. Yeah. I, I'm in the mood for that kind of a thing. Uh, it makes me want to play um, Endless Ocean. Yeah, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Like that's how Lost in, Lost in Translation is my favorite movie. Like bar none, my absolute top number one favorite movie is Lost in Translation, and it's just because it's first of all you get to look at Tokyo a lot because they're just in Tokyo, and there's nothing at stake. It's just Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson becoming friends, like in Tokyo, and uh, I like all of the scenes and I like the way they talk and I like. I just like to be there and I like to be in it and the music is good and that's the yeah. kind of thing that that seems like Yeah, there. you know what Nick? That's you know what that kind of reminds me of is there if you go on YouTube there are these walking videos of people that wear the backpack with the the steady cam on the sticking yep. out of it and they just walk down city streets. Nomadic ambiance. Yes, I, yeah. that's what I want. That's a, maybe that's what I'll do tonight. <laughs> I like uh, nomadic ambiance. I follow that YouTube channel. Um yeah, no, that's like a thing. That's like a genre yeah. that I like. Lost in Translation yeah. is like that. Uh, there's one he does. It's a rainy day in like, da- like not downtown Tokyo, but like the suburbs of Tokyo. Yeah. And it's raining and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to do, I want to be there. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, that's great. All right, folks. Well, that does it for all the new, new trailers. And uh, we don't have any trailer mailers because we haven't done a show in two weeks. So uh, Nick's going to tell you how to get in touch. If you want to tell us about your Neon Tokyo vibes, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailerblazers Podcast. If you want to email us, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Don't try and contact us there. We don't check the notifications. Uh, if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Still the best way for the show to gain traction. If you do that quick, Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Listen, folks, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to lay down some ground rules, okay? 
I don't want to be an embarrassment to humanity like the baby. So the baby, he's just touching people and trying to give them kisses on the mouth and stuff. That's that's a violation. Listen, Quick Mickey don't have this very strict personal space. You come up to me and I will give you a hug. I'm not going to kiss you on the mouth, okay? Because I don't know who you are. But I'll give you a hug and I'll shake your hand and I'll... You a Japanese bow or a fist bump. Heck, we'll do that kind of thing. But I tell you, it, you got to follow some ground rules. If you come up to Quick Mickey and you got some B.O., okay? You come up real stanky. That, that's not a good time to give me a hug, okay? If you just ate a raw onion, maybe you had a salad and there was a little bit too much and you just decided to eat it anyway. And then you come up and you're like, hey, Quick Mickey. That's the faux pas. That's, let's not do that, okay? Let's be conscious of smells. That's really, if we boil it down, that's what we're getting at, Nick. Smells. Make sure that you smell okay. It's not hard to do. You wash your clothes in detergent. You take your sour with your soap. You brush your teeth. Maybe you some mouthwash. Put on a spritz of something non-offensive. Some of the old ladies out there listening. Y'all got some offensive floral type of perfume, and it don't smell good. Okay, it smells like a... It smells like what you would imagine a, some of those auto spray scent machines to have in a funeral home. That's what it smells like. So let's all just pay attention to smells. That is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I embarrassed Dua Lipa at the VMAs. I'm terribly sorry, Dua Lipa. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and the internet can't decide if that was really me in the trailer. Happy Trails. And welcome back, folks, to The Vid Yo Game. One quarter portion of the show ladies and gentlemen we have not played any video games no not not really i've watched just play a little horizon that's it are we just not going to play video games until um the star stars whatever comes out um, i'm gonna play horizon forbidden west as soon as jess beats it but i'm not gonna start until she's done yeah uh I'm, I'm I'm still gonna try to. F- I gotta finish uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I gotta finish it. Yeah, you should beat it. it. It's it's real good. Oh, you know what? Actually, Nick, I tried to play Battlefield the other night, and I oh, yeah? literally could not get into a game. It would not. I could not get into a game. I don't know what That's was going unfortunate. on. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it was very unfortunate. There were other people trying to get into games. I saw them. Like it would form my squad, and it'd be like what, you're waiting for others to join, and it never joined. So I don't know if it was just that night, if something's going wrong. Uh, but couldn't do it. So, yeah, definitely didn't play any video games. I just went to bed, you know? Yeah. Um, we do have a piece of news here. Um, the So this is actually a fairly decent piece of news. PlayStation Plus. So uh, you have PlayStation Plus, right? I do. Yeah, me too. So they are actually changing it. They are launching a new PlayStation Plus with three different tiers, and there's going to be tons of games on it. And I assume this is to compete with... Game Pass on uh, Xbox. 
Yeah. Well, they're, they're combining essentially PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. That's it. Yeah. 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 So, so they're coming together. Uh, PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the same one that you already have. You know, it's the sixty dollar one per year. Yep. Uh, but then they're doing PlayStation Plus Extra for a hundred bucks, and then PlayStation Plus Premium for one hundred twenty bucks. Now, if you go all the way up to premium, there's going to be like 700 total games that you can get at any time. So you basically just have hundreds and hundreds of games. Yeah, 740 additional game. Well, no, 740 games. Yeah, is the number there. The um, and a lot of people on Reddit were like, "Okay, I need. To, I don't know if I'm going to get extra or premium. I really need to see the list of games." And I'm the exact same way. However. If on PlayStation Plus Premium, and not the the not the middle tier, but that the top tier is the only tier that has SSX Tricky, I will literally play a hundred dollars, one hundred twenty dollars for the year just to play SSX Tricky, and you can take me to the bank on that. Well, I will because now that you've said that, we're gonna have to make sure you you follow through. I will. That's that's really all I want to play. I'm trying to think of other games that I would want to play. Uh, oh, you know, if they have... Um, I don't know if they would have this or not, but the Spider-Man... Ult- Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was a PS2 game. That was a PlayStation yep. 2 game. I would love to replay that. Um, so... There's just... A, there's. A, I really want to see this list. I think we're all chomping at the bit to see the lists, you know? Yeah, I don't tend to go back and play old games very often unless they're Super Nintendo games, so I probably don't need any of these extended PlayStation things because I, I don't see myself going back and playing these these games. But uh, it is pretty cool. You know, you actually have a good point because if you... On PlayStation 5, they gave us all those PlayStation hits, you know? Yeah. I haven't played Naria 1. Yeah, me neither. I just... I don't do... I don't play old games hardly ever i play remakes of old games but i don't play old games yeah i i do want to go i I still do want to play persona 5 i i I still do want to play that the only old game that i can go back and play over and over is like portal and portal 2 just because they're puzzle games and i forget how it works (laughs) that's true you those 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 are replayable if you have a little distance between the playthroughs yeah yep uh oh i didn't see this other piece of news yeah, so Square Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics announced that they're making a new Tomb Raider. Uh, there's not a lot known about it at this time. It's a brand new announcement. But the Tomb Raider Crystal games are some of my favorite games that exist, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, I really like the first one. I did not play the second one. It's real good. They're all good. Yeah. I imagine this will be the same same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, yep. We do have two trailers here. Um one, it looked like it looks like a cinematic trailer, but it says it's in-game footage. Yeah, it says in-engine footage. That, that's it, the in-engine yeah. footage. But it's uh, it's something called Deliver Us Mars. This is a sequel, or in the same line of gaming as Deliver Us the Moon, which I never played or heard even heard of. I never heard of that, and I didn't know it was a sequel. Uh, there's a little robot that, speaking of Portal, looks like a Portal robot. Like I expected it to be Stephen Merchant, you know, like Wheatley. Uh, yep. I don't know what this is. It looks chill, but maybe it isn't. I don't know what it is. I, I don't either. It's well, it's a narrative-driven game, 
and it's the ES. I think it was the uh, European Space Agency was on the ship. So I imagine this robot has a British accent. I'm just going to go ahead and call it. I think it does. Probably, I'm sure. Unless it doesn't talk and it just beeps. Did you? So this, you know, when I hear narrative-driven game, I don't necessarily know what that means, but my mind goes back to the Packard Bell days or the Gateway Computer days where they would pack in like 15 demo discs uh, and sometimes an occasional full game or two. And there were these like live, uh, what do they call them? Live act, not live action games where it's like... Point and click? No, well, yeah, I mean, point and click, but there were there were games where it was like fully cinematic and then you would choose, like, it was like choose your own adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, was, that, that's kind of what I go to. There was one called called like steel dogs or steel something it was like a submarine game and you were on a submarine and um and it was like real actors and everything and you had to like you know go up go up in battle and stuff and I don't know, it just reminds me of something like that i think narrative driven just means it's single player uh definitely single player yeah for sure yeah for sure. so but i don't know what it's about so nobody real knows. teasery trailer no nobody knows the, the other trailer we have here is Forgive Me Father. This is a launch trailer for this game. Yeah, so this is like an H.P. Lovecraft kind of Call of Cthulhu, Arkham, Mansions of Madness kind of game. And it's a first-person shooter, but the art style is sort of like 2D, 3D. Yeah, like, and it's not a low frame rate, but the the sprites, if you, or the, the enemies move with like a low frame rate, it's it's kind of interesting. It looks like Wolfenstein, like the original Wolfenstein. Yeah. If it was made now to look like the original Wolfenstein, but was also three dimensional. Yeah, that's a probably a good way. To, and it's very bloody, very bloody, yeah, very yeah. stylized. But it does, it does look like if it, it looks like something that came out in like two thousand two. Yeah, which in this case works. I mean, I'm not going to play it. This is this probably won't no. ever come out. No, probably not. But it's not. still a cool-looking game, and the trailer was cool. Uh, but it does have a sort of early 2000s game look, which is different than the early 2000s feel that Morbius had, which was not a, a compliment for that. <laughs> no. This this sort of has a feel of a like, serious Sam type of feel, of, like the, yeah. the gameplay feel, kind of felt like that. Yeah. Serious Sam. But, uh, yeah, we'll, neither of us will ever play this. And it probably, probably won't ever come out. Uh, but that's about it. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. Uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> so for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon. And you can find me featured in the video game Deliver Us, Ben Moon. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly. And I am one of the little robots from Portal. Happy Trailsers. Hello. Are you still there? You need to check check your audio settings. Armageddon. Settings. Armageddon. Settings.